So when I started seeing these tweets, I was appalled. It was disgusting. And I quickly remembered why I don't go on Twitter. But reading through so many different posts of things, there are a lot of people that are really angry about this reboot. And this has been going on since they announced it. There are people that are angry and think that they did the old housewives dirty, that they just threw Luann and Sonia in some shit town in the Midwest, that they are not giving them the appropriate attention that they deserved, especially after the re- the legacy series kind of fell apart, which was not Bravo's fault. That wasn't that they were not going to do it. It was the women who felt they were owed all this money and started fighting with one another. <laughs> This This is is not just another housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip. Consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off with NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett, and this is the Oops I Gossiped Again podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It feels good to be back in front of the microphone. I'll start with saying I'm sorry. I apologize for not telling you that there would not be an episode last week. Honestly, with the holiday, my birthday, the holiday, everything just kind of melted into a very busy five to six days. And I completely forgot to let you know when I did the episode the last time that I was going to be out of town at the end of the week. It was not intentional. I mean, the going away was intentional. However, it was not intentional that I did not tell you. That was a complete miss on my part. If you remember in the last episode, the one of the last weekends, like the weekend of the 23rd of June, I was in Minneapolis for the Eras tour. Then the next weekend was my birthday. And then that went into 4th of July. And then on the following Thursday after the holiday, we went out of town to see Zach Bryan. So it has been a very, very busy few weeks. I had a post on Instagram that said my daughter and I in our summer concert era, and I'm like, okay, those are literally the only two concerts that we are going to all summer. And they were jam-packed within the span of like 15 days, not even, so yeah, maybe two weeks, something around that time frame. But it has been fun and it was a whirlwind last few weeks. I am tired when I woke up on Monday morning and saw that there was absolutely nothing on my calendar for the entire week, really for the next two weeks. And if I don't want to leave my house, I don't actually have to. I just had like this most intense breath of fresh air because I'm a homebody. I like to have my time. I like to, I don't like to leave the house unless I absolutely have to. And just traveling a lot in a few weeks was really crazy. The holiday, everything just flew and melted together. And I'm, I'm just grateful to have quiet again. So here we are with a new episode. And because we missed an episode, we have a lot to catch up on. One of the major things that came out during the holiday weekend was a lot of drama surrounding Kyle Richards, her husband Mauricio, and her friend Morgan Wade. Coincidentally, I found out 
after I came home from Milwaukee seeing Zach Bryan at the Summerfest, it's their music festival that happens every summer, I found out that while I was in a stage in an amphitheater watching Zach Bryan on Friday night, that Morgan Wade was on another stage at the exact same time. And I was like, this is such a missed opportunity. And you might think, well, how did you not know that ahead of time? Well, Zach Bryan's concert started at 7.30. Allegedly, Morgan started at around 7. I did not pay attention to any of the other artists on stage and what time, if they were starting at the same time and if they were going to be playing at the same time as Zach Bryan. I kind of just overlooked all of that. So I knew what was going on before he was there. I knew what was going on after, but I had no idea that Morgan Wade was playing at literally the exact same time. And when everything is going on, I'm like, God damn it. What a missed opportunity. Like this would have been amazing. And I have heard some of her music and she's phenomenal, but just how she is in the news right now. And I was right there in the same vicinity while she was playing. It just feels like a missed opportunity, but let's talk about what's been going on in case you have been living under a rock of sorts. Over the past few months within the Bravo sphere blogs, there has been some talk about Something fishy going on with Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade. Now, Morgan Wade is a country music star, and she has become increasingly close with Kyle Richards. Kyle has a lot of photos with her. They're always out doing things. And there were a few blogs that decided to take this and start running with it. They went into these deep dives. They're finding that it looks as though Morgan and Kyle have matching rings, and it looks as though... Kyle and Morgan have matching tattoos and they're picking out all of the last posts that Kyle had with Mauricio and how she doesn't comment on anything with Mauricio, but how she's commenting on Morgan Wade's mother's post. So this had kind of been brewing for the last few months, let's say. Somewhere along the line of the last week or so of June, they really started to pick up. And there were a couple different ones that were getting really intense with the things that they were finding. I have remained skeptical about it the entire time. There was a lot of speculation of whether Kyle and Mauricio were even still married. That kind of blew up into a whole thing. And I sort of just watched from afar. I wasn't commenting on it. I wasn't giving it too much of my energy. But then all of a sudden... During the weekend, I can't remember if it was like the day before the 4th of July, something around that time, out comes this People magazine article. And they begin reporting that a source told them that Kyle and Mauricio were separated. They were allegedly still living in the same house, but were separated. When People magazine put something out, they are generally fairly credible. They don't jump to things very quickly. They don't They're no page six. They're no TMZ, you know, just putting out whatever kind of story wants to be spun or whoever wants to pay them, put a little bit of money in their pocket for a false story. People is usually pretty good. And so when that came out, I kind of, I was shocked. I really was. And it was also heartbreaking because I know that there's so much, like when that came out, there was a lot of talk of going back to that psychic that told Kyle that she was that Mauricio was never going to emotionally fulfill her and then once their kids were grown things were going to break apart of course she came into play she had to make a statement no matter what 
anyone thinks of Kyle or Mauricio, she has been a staple in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They have been a staple. They have been a staple couple. And in a time where we watch Real Housewives and 75% of them are not even married, it was kind of nice to see two people that were still thriving and had been married for so long and have this beautiful family that for me to hear they're separated, it's heartbreaking. But then of course, along with the article from People comes back the narrative of Morgan and Kyle. And I have not believed this one iota, not anything about it at all. And frankly, I feel as though it's kind of icky to be putting out a narrative like that and saying, this is true. This is true. Look at this. Here's all the evidence. This is what it is. We're outing you. And that's exactly what it was. If there were a relationship between Kyle and Morgan, if it was more than a friendship, what these blogs and people online are doing is outing someone who hasn't come out themselves. You can make all the speculations that you want about Morgan Wade. And now there is a girl on TikTok that had come out, basically confirmed that she and Morgan had been in a relationship like two years ago. But coincidentally, Morgan hasn't come out either, has not spoken about her sexuality. And we obviously know that Kyle Richards has not. So when we put these narratives together, when we lay out, this is why they're banging. This is why they're in a relationship. This is why they're getting that, why this is her girlfriend and making all these accusations. You're outing someone, if it were true, you're outing someone that did not do it themselves. And that to me is icky. I don't like it. And in a, in a time where we are really trying to further help people to be inclusive and to accept and embrace and support people of all sexualities, of all genders, of all the things. Now you're going to spin an entire narrative that goes around someone being in a same sex relationship that has never come out and said that. I don't like it. And I wish that this whole narrative would stop. So here's what I think. And I'm going to give you my first theory and then I'm going to give you what my theory is now because it has evolved. When I first saw that Kathy Hilton was doing a live, she had Morgan and Kyle and Kathy and Kim. They were all kind of in. Kathy Hilton was on live, Instagram live for like two and a half hours. This was after Kim's daughter had been had gotten married in Colorado. And Kathy makes a comment while it is Kathy, Kyle, and Morgan. Kathy makes a comment like, oh, when we have a secret. And she kind of looks back at Morgan and then Kyle's eyes get really big and she's like, oh, that's going to go over real well. We're going to say we have a secret, but not tell him what it is. And she's like asking for Kim to come back if they're going to talk about the secret is how I took it. So immediately I was kind of like, okay, my theory is maybe... They have found out that Morgan is like a half sister, which I know is outlandish because Morgan was born, I believe in 94 and their dad died in 98. So obviously he would have been an old man impregnating this young girl who I believe her mom was like 16 or 17 outlandish to kind of think about. Yes, but also not impossible, not out of the entire realm. So I was like, okay, maybe there is a family connection because the way they were trying to insinuate there was a secret, but then bring Kim back. It's like, is there a family thing going on? And they didn't want to say anything because Kim wasn't there. I don't know. 
That was my first theory. My second theory kind of evolved because after the People Magazine article came out, Kyle and Mauricio then both put out the same statement saying, we're not divorcing. They didn't really say we're not separated. We're not split up. She said, we're not, we're definitely not divorcing, but it has been a very tough year and we would appreciate our privacy. So when I saw that, I kind of started thinking, okay, where else does Morgan play into this family? Kyle has said that when she was driving from a housewives filming that she heard Morgan's music on the radio and she was streamed it the whole way. And when she got to Colorado, she reached out to her and they had a really good conversation and they've become friends. Morgan is also sober. Morgan, I believe has been sober for eight or nine years. Kyle is newly sober. If she is still currently sober, I think we're coming up on about a year since she quit drinking. So you have a woman who, granted, is much older than Morgan, but who is inspired by her music, is at the beginning of going through a very personal journey, sobriety. And now if Morgan has been sober for so long, what are the chances, this is this is my belief, that Morgan is being a sober support for her, that is being a type of sponsor to her. They can wrap it in a friendship and maybe there is, but if this is the case and maybe, just maybe, Kim was the one who possibly introduced them because maybe Kim and Morgan have met each other or corresponded with one another over time throughout Kim's on and off sobriety journey. This would explain why they spend so much time together. Also, when I think about the statement of Kyle and Mauricio saying that they've had a very tough year, if Kyle is on this sobriety journey and Mauricio is not, and I'm not saying that he wouldn't be supportive of her sobriety journey, I'm saying if he is still going out and drinking, if he is still regularly drinking, if he is continuing the same habits that they had when when everything was good and when she was drinking and partying, that takes a toll. I personally, my husband drinks more than I do. And sometimes I get really frustrated because it's like, can we just do one thing that doesn't involve drinking today? Like, can we go out and do something else? Or does it have to be, you know, each night? Like, yeah, we have to go have drinks or we have to have beers. When I'm in that place, we are not on the same level. But the difference there is that like he understands, I we have t- discussed it, everything's good. But if this were the case... Kyle is on this sober journey. Mauricio is not. And not that he's not supportive of her, but he is not on the same path as her. This could begin to show some cracks. This could probably be a situation where they are not spending as much time together, where one is being frustrated with the other. And this is all just me being, you know, this is my theory. This is me being hypothetical. And now we have Morgan, who is a sober person as well. They've built a friendship. She could be a sponsor of some sort. I feel like it's so much more that than what this narrative is out there. And every time I talk about it on social media, the people don't like it. Like they're in the comments really just screaming about it going on. And everyone keeps coming with, this is the proof. This is the proof. This is the proof. I mean, fine, fine and dandy. Take your own proof. 
But if your proof is that they have matching tattoos, in what world can two girlfriends not have matching tattoos? Kyle has said she also has a matching tattoo with Teddy. We don't see you people out here making accusations about her and Teddy. And if something comes out and I am wrong, I will eat that. But this is what I believe. And if there was something like that going on, I feel like we should respect the privacy of everyone involved and allow them to come out in their own time, in their own way. Don't just keep flashing it all over social media. Kyle Richards is a lesbian now. Kyle Richards is a lesbian. Morgan Wade, she this is her girlfriend. They're already getting married. They have matching rings. Like that's that's not what we're here for. And apparently on social media, it's not a popular opinion to be riding on the leave Kyle alone train. I had, I did one TikTok where I said, listen, I know when Rinna left, we said Kyle's going to have to bring it, but this is too much. (laughs) And that was just me trying to make a joke. Like, look at what has created. And now we find out allegedly that Bravo is pulling a scandal. And since this news of whatever is going on with Kyle and Mauricio has come out now, Beverly Hills stopped filming in May but now they're going to bring cameras back in. I feel like we can't keep doing this every single time news comes out because then we would just have a continuing every single day running type of thing. I mean, how much, I get it. Obviously, if they had a a rough year, we're going to see that play out, but they're going to bring the cameras back allegedly and film everything that's going on. How, in what space, in what manner does that create a space for them to work through what they're going on if they're just going to have cameras back in their face. And I get it. Yeah, yeah. You're on reality TV. You're supposed to show your whole life. I I understand. But on the other side, we can't keep doing this every time we find something out. Like at some point, it just has to play out the way it's going to play out. Either way, I wish Kyle, Mauricio, Morgan, everyone included, their girls, their family, everyone included the best. And I hope that things can be worked out in whatever manner that may look like. Speaking of housewife divorces, Kim and Croy Bierman have come out and said that they are not getting divorced. (laughs) Let's hold for the shock, right? We all knew this. We all knew this. And in my opinion, it doesn't even deserve a whole lot of time because their news of them filing came out very quickly, like within an hour after the news of them being investigated by the IRS and owing the IRS all this money, you know, their house being under foreclosure, all of the things. Coincidentally, here comes Kim on Real Housewives of Atlanta this week. In my opinion, this was a cash grab. They saw, this is again, just my opinion, they saw what happened with Scandal and how Bravo jumped on it and was like, that's a scandal. That's a breakup. We need to get in on that. If they're struggling for money, number one, we put out this narrative that we're getting divorced so we can, people talk about something else. And number two, then we can hopefully get Bravo to come back to us and bring us cameras and bring us money. That is my opinion on the entire thing. And I, and quite In full transparency, I don't even think that it needs another minute because we're not shocked. We're not surprised. 
If you've been following me on TikTok for long enough, you know that I like to recap my favorite Bravo television shows or any other reality shows that are happening in the morning while I drink my coffee. And something you may not know about me is that I put a lot of effort into which mugs I use while I spill the tea for you. I feel like it just sets the tone for my day. And one of my favorite places to order mugs from is Babeco. Babeco creates products that empower people to give the finger to societal norms, to be unapologetically themselves, to use their own voice, and maybe even swear a little. Far too often, society tells us who to be, how to look, how to act, what job to have, etc. And they want you to run that over with a car. Be yourself unapologetically and live life on your own terms. Badass, bold, and empowered. At Babe Co., can you not only find mugs that will say exactly what you may be thinking to the person sitting across from you that needs to take a breather, but they also have shirts, jewelry, home decor, all of the things to fully express yourself. And if you've ever seen any of my mugs while I'm spilling the tea on TikTok, you may be wondering, where can I get that? So now I have teamed up with Babeco so that we can get you 15% off of anything in their store. You will find some of my favorite mugs under the drink section, but also don't hesitate to look at the home decor and jewelry and clothing line. All of the mugs are 16 ounce mugs. So if you like a big pour of coffee each morning, these are for you. And there's also some glasses. I've even snuck in some of the drinkware that I've gotten from Babeco to my grandmother and she's never even noticed. And yet it makes perfect opportunity for us to all giggle. You can click the link below in the show notes or go to wearebabeco.com and use Oops I Gossiped again and get 15% off. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories when you're pouring your coffee into your favorite mug and ready to listen to the tea. Go to We Are Babe Co. and get 15% off with the code Oops I Gossiped Again. Moving on to something else in the Housewives franchises that is bothering me, and that is the new season of Real Housewives of New York. The new cast of women in New York will be premiering on Bravo this Sunday night. Now, let me just say, last week we had Crappie Lake, which was phenomenal. It was so good. I love Sonia and Luann together, but it was just this masterpiece of Bravo content that we didn't know we needed so deeply with everything that has just consumed us in Bravo land over the last six months. It was a breath of fresh air. It was funny. I laughed from beginning to end. I don't care if people think that it is, you know, old ladies and nobody wants to watch this. Quite honestly, I thought it was phenomenal. Sunday, we have Welcome to Crappy Lake, as well as the premiere of Real Housewives of New York. I am seeing so much happen on on Twitter, and I'm trying not to go on Twitter because Instagram actually launched threads last week, and I have been obsessed. If you're not following me there, please do, because not only, like, imagine what kind of things come out of my mouth to my fingers when I don't have to be on camera, when I don't have to record something, when it's just my random thoughts. Go follow me on threads. I promise I will not disappoint you. But I happen to go to Twitter because I'm like, okay, are they still talking about threads? Are they not? But really, with all the promo and press happening for New York, I wanted to see what was going on there because right now threads doesn't have a search feature yet. So it's really hard to kind of weed through and find out what people are saying. I went to Twitter and I was appalled, absolutely appalled. The very first tweet I see is someone going, I think the words were, what the fuck is this? This makes me so sick. 
and it was a picture of Jenna Lyons in her trailer video. Now, if you don't know who Jenna Lyons is, she was the CEO of J. Crew. She is the first openly gay housewife that we've had. I mean, we have Bronwyn, but she that happened after. She is an icon in the New York, in the world fashion. She really is. And so when I started seeing these tweets, I was appalled. I, it was disgusting, and I quickly remembered why I don't go on Twitter. But reading through so many different posts of things, there are a lot of people that are really angry about this reboot, and this has been going on since they announced it. There are people that are angry and think that they did the old housewives dirty, that they just threw Luann and Sonia in some shit town in the Midwest, that they are not giving them the appropriate attention that they deserved, especially after the re- the legacy series kind of fell apart, which was not Bravo's fault. That wasn't that they were not going to do it. It was the women who felt they were owed all this money and started fighting with one another. But it seems to me that this Roni reboot is very one-sided on the we hate it, we aren't going to watch, these women are terrible I, for one, am so excited for this Roni reboot. I think the cast is wonderful. I think their taglines were great. I think Bryn is going to be an amazing, like, fireball in the whole thing. I'm really looking forward to it. And one of the reasons I am really looking forward to it is because I think that there are a few different franchises that could benefit from doing an entire rehaul on their cast. And after I watched some of the press things I uh, the other day, I was watching the Today Show with Andy and Jenna. I started thinking one of the reasons I feel this is doing so is is going to do so well and really is needed to be fresh. What we've seen on Housewives over the years, they will bring in one or two new people. And I in in my head, I think Crystal. Like I want to use Crystal on Beverly Hills as an example. Crystal was brought in a few years ago to Beverly Hills, and at the time, I believe she was like 35, mid-30s, something around around that time. Here she comes as a mid-30s woman who she and her husband are very well off. They are, you know, a Hollywood power couple. She comes in to a cast of women that are essentially like mid-50s, aside from Dury. Dury is a little bit younger, but you have these women who are in their 50s. And she is coming in. She has literally nothing in common with them. Nothing in common with them. They might run in the same fundraiser circles, but they don't have the same life experiences. None of the other women, again, aside from Dorit, have young kids anymore. They're just not having the same type of life experiences. And every time this happens on Housewives, I understand what they're trying to do. They try to bring people in that are a little bit younger so that they can carry on a franchise, test them out for a couple years, see if they have what it takes to go the long haul. But when they don't have anything in common with the rest of the women, if they are generally not in a group of friends with the rest of the women, things don't work well together. So when we bring in an entire cast of New York, that they are all in and around the same age group. They are all kind of following the same patterns. They're going to the same parties. They're in the same period of time of their lives. You know, shared experiences can really create a different dynamic. 
And it's not just about one person trying to fit in with a group. These are all new women that are creating their new dynamics together. I personally feel like Real Housewives of New Jersey needs that right now as well. I am sure that there are plenty of mid-30 housewives or not married housewives (laughs) that they could find out there that would work well to create another cast. But unfortunately, what we're hearing in the Bravo sphere is that everyone is allegedly coming back on New Jersey. Sorry to go off on a tangent, but I forgot about that. And I was just really irritated because I think they need a full, full revamp as well. But with New York, it's not about doing the old cast dirty. It is about bringing in a new dynamic, a new group. It doesn't say that we love the old women. And I don't mean old as in like their age. The old cast, the legacy, quote, legacy cast, not that we love them any less because I feel like that's fairly clear knowing that we're excited to watch them on Ultimate Girls Trip, knowing that we loved Crappy Lake so much. Like we have a a dedication to these women and we adore them and we love them all for their own reasons in their dynamic, in their group. You can't just take one or two of these younger women in New York and throw them in a room with fucking Ramona Singer. That does not work. And we are in a different day and age where the viewpoints and the things that come out of Ramona Singer's mouth are not good (laughs) and they don't look good for Bravo. In my opinion, I think that this is the best thing that they could do for New York. Use New York, which was such an iconic franchise, which has been a staple. You know, I understand when they say that Orange County started it. I get it. But New York really put it on the map because there's it's a different dynamic of just some rich housewives that live on a beach or live near a beach and have this Southern California lifestyle. New York kind of put all of the franchises on the map because there's something more interesting about seeing women that are powerhouse women that are out working and owning their own businesses and in this hustle mode and and still being moms and doing all the things. It's a different dynamic. So I think that the best thing that they could have done is what they are doing And I am very much looking forward to it. I think it's necessary, obviously. I think it's going to be giving us a fresh look in a different way at the Housewives franchise as a whole. And frankly, if you're one of those people that are just like, they did them dirty, I don't think it's fair. I think that they are making a huge mistake. These people are disgusting. These are awful people. If if you have that mindset, just don't watch. But you don't have to hate watch either. You don't have to do it in a way that is going to get you so angry so that you have something to be raging about. And you definitely don't need to go to social media and say that one specific person is disgusting and makes you sick before you even, quote, know her. And I'm using air quotes because obviously we only know of what we see. But this is a woman, Jenna specifically, who has had an incredible career, is extremely interesting. And actually on the Today Show, she said she thinks that she's the cold one. So it's kind of giving to me like 
she's probably giving off a little bit of Erica Jane vibes maybe where she might not let everyone in. But at this point, they're growing together. They're they're getting to know one another at the same time that we are getting to know them. It's like having a brand new franchise. People always say, we need a Nashville. We need a Chicago. We need a Denver. You know, things of this nature where you're asking for a new franchise, but it is exactly what you're getting in New York. It's just the same city. It's the same city, different people. And we still don't know that Legacy is fully off the table at this point. Yes, they have done Ultimate Girls Trip, but maybe that does so well that then they kind of return to that. But in my opinion, it is time to move on from these women that we grew so accustomed to seeing on Real Housewives of New New York and allow them to expand into other opportunities. The one and only complaint that I have is that these are on Sunday night. I hate when Bravo puts shows on Sunday nights. Sunday for me, especially in the summer, is like we're on the boat late or we have a late dinner and I'm just hanging with the family. I never really watch anything live on Sundays. So it'll probably be more of a Monday morning streaming on Peacock type of thing for me. That's my only complaint. Stop putting these shows on Sundays. Like I feel like that would have done so well if it was put on Tuesday, (laughs) a random night, especially in the summer. I think you just get a little bit more traction, but that is just my only complaint and my only opinion that is negative about the whole thing. I think that is all that I have for you this week. I know I haven't been doing a whole lot of recaps lately. I kind of fell off of Atlanta this year. It's been a little meh. I'm actually two weeks behind on Real Housewives of Orange County because also, same, just not feeling it. I felt like the first couple of episodes really gave us something, but I quickly realized that I'm already over Tamara's antics and Gina is just exhausting to me. I feel like every recap or screenshot or tweet or anything that I see online is giving me everything that I need to know. So I haven't really been that excited to watch it. I have one more thing I want to talk about before I close out this episode. And I honestly didn't even realize that I didn't talk about it until I started doing the editing. And absolutely shame on me for not realizing this because if you've never noticed, my intro music to this podcast is an ode to our beloved pop queen, Britney Spears. And there has been a lot to talk about with her in the last two weeks. Actually, not even the last two weeks. Last week, a week ago, she had an incident with Vemignana. I think that's how you pronounce it. My kid keeps telling me that I'm pronouncing it wrong. In Las Vegas. So long story short, Brittany is probably, you know, Brittany, not in her right mind, whether she was drinking or something's going on. We don't know. There are so many things that we can continue and people do continue to speculate about Brittany, which I don't like. In fact, I did a video on this. It had almost a million views. I had to turn off the comments because the absolute most vile things that come out of people's mouths when we start talking about Britney Spears is truly a question of mankind and being a common, decent human being, but that's neither here nor there. So she had an incident in Las Vegas last week where she was running up behind him. He is a new draft to the San Antonio Spurs. She's running up behind him. Apparently she's a big fan. She's yelling, sir, sir, in her, you know, British accent. And she reaches up to go tap him on the shoulder because she wanted to get a picture with him. And in turn, his security guard then swings his hand around to stop her and hits her in the side of the face. 
And so there's been a lot of speculation. She did say that he came over and apologized later, but no one has made a public apology. They've actually kind of doubled down and said that didn't happen. We didn't hit her. There's video footage of it. It was really kind of disturbing the way that the public reacted to it, not only in the comments that I had, but just things that I'm seeing online. There are so many people that are fans that claim they're fans and they want to help her, but they have so much speculation and they question all these things that she does or if she's real. And it's it's all really frustrating to watch and to the point where I will not even put any videos out about Britney anymore. I think I've maybe done less than five in the entire time that I've had this account. And every single time it's the same reaction. So it's been this ongoing battle of who lied, who's telling the truth, what really happened. Then this footage comes out and there's still no comment. There's no apology. There's nothing. In my opinion, a security guard should never be using force like that in that type of situation unless there was this majorly visible threat. And I understand he had this back to her, so he may not have understood what was happening, but still, like you you have to have some sort of understanding of your surroundings and what has happened. So I was really not pleased with how all of that went down. I don't think that we're really going to see any sort of resolution to that. He is not being charged with anything. It's all very, it's just frustrating. I hope for her that she can heal from that and it'll be okay. I understand that she probably is still wanting an apology. She posted on her Instagram that she still hasn't received a public apology of any sort, but it is what it is. And then amongst all of this, in which I'm sure that she was feeling a certain type of way about the things that people are saying, she comes out with an announcement that her memoir, The Woman in Me, will be released in October. Now, this book has been talked about for a very long time. We've kind of known that it's coming. It was allegedly supposed to come this summer, but then there were a lot of things that there were rumors that maybe it was too long and it had to be cut down. There were also a bunch of rumors that there were cease and desist sent out. And I know it's been talked about on Dumois that there were people questioning if Justin Timberlake had sent cease and desist. And it seems as though, according to Dumois, that was not any person that she heard. But there's definitely been some controversy around this book. Now, I can imagine she probably had a ghostwriter of some sort. But what we're getting is a memoir. And I hope, I just, I truly hope, I'm very happy for her. I'm very excited for it. I can't wait to read it. I just hope that she's able to speak in a way that actually tells her story and that there still is not some sort of powers that be that are holding her back from telling her full truth and really putting it all out there. So that is really exciting. I'm very happy for her and I hope that it goes very well. That will be coming out in October. But with that, I think I'm going to close out this episode, a little bit shorter one. And next week we'll have a good episode because we can recap the series premiere of Real Housewives of New York. Thank you for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy the podcast, you can leave me a review, a rate, share it with your friends, do all the things, help me get this out there. I hope that you have a great weekend and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. (laughs) 